Don't a mic. Don't don't a mic. Don't a mic. This is God Nostalgia. Don't a mic. Don't don't a mic. Don't don't a mic. a podcast where we share our journeys our struggles our wins and our dreams i'm your host yesenia thank you so much for listening we're back we're back we're here we're recording for the first time in a long time we're back with season two and i'm not gonna sit here and lie to you it was really really hard to get motivated this past year um i had absolutely no drive to record and to get back on but We're here um, and I'm hyped. Um, I literally started writing notes in my my book. I started writing notes in my uh, phone Friday morning and just got the itch and started drafting out the outline of this season and just got excited. And um, joining us today here with me right now is Amph. Um, Thank you for joining us, Amph. He's looking at me crazy. Thank you for having me. Um, Amph is... um, my husband now. Uh, so everybody just welcome my husband <laughs> to the this episode. But yeah, just wanted to come on and, and um, you know, talk a little bit about how the journey's been to get back. Um, it's been hard. COVID is a big thing that has been happening, um, obviously, to a lot of us. Um, it's changed our world. It's rocked our world. And it's um, been difficult amongst other things that are going on in the world. And um, I think that because of that and with so many other things going on, it's been really hard to be motivated for not just me, but I'm sure a lot of other people. Um, but yeah, with all that being said, I'm excited um, and I'm here with Amph and we're excited to be back with our, our first episode. Amph, how are you feeling? Good, good. <laughs> um, I really wish that I was Joe Budden right now and I could just play all of the the music that he is able to play because I really want to play Welcome Back by Mace. But anyway, um, we're happy to be back. We're happy to be here. Um, it's been difficult, but uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things today. Today, the episode is officially titled Growing to Marriage, uh, play off of the word growing, growth nostalgia. Hello. Um, but yeah, that's what we're going to be discussing. But before we get to all that, we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been up to the past 10 months or since we recorded last. I think the last time we released anything was like in April. And I think it was like the coronavirus episode that we had. And so we're going to just talk about what we've been up to in the next segment. Alpha, are you, are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, let's get it. Let's go into So What's Good. So What's Good. So during the segment, we usually just check in and let you guys know what we've been up to, what's been going on and um since it's been a long time since we've recorded (laughs) there's a lot that's going on and so we're gonna start off with how we dealt with COVID in the beginning so like March to July how do you think we coped um I think pretty well as much as we could have um considering that there was just so much information that was going around Mm -hmm. that's like obviously now false looking back at it but it was just funny how like all of the speculations and Everything with everyone running to the store and not being able to get food and then going to an Indian market. <laughs> I forgot we did that. The we first couldn't week find like COVID. rice or something or I don't know. We couldn't find something. And like we ended up at like an Indian market because we, oh, it's crazy. We're going to laugh about this one day. And just how like 
now everywhere you look, there's face masks. Like you can't, there's like too many now, but in the beginning there was like no face masks. You had to buy it online and Mm -hmm. then wait for it to get shipped to your house. Yeah. I just remember that. Well, the first time I remember you were like, do you have cash? Go get, bring me cash. The guy's outside selling masks. Cause we didn't have any masks. We had to buy one on Etsy. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. I, I guess we, I mean, I think we coped with it well, but I think now in retrospect, I'm looking back like, dang, like I remember your birthday, we had like a small get together for your birthday. And I just remember like going through it because we had to postpone our wedding. And I think like, I think I had a little bit of depression. I think I really did. And I was like angry. And so I think that that was a hard time for me. And I remember fighting with you a lot because of it. Not necessarily because of you, but because I think I was just angry and I was taking it on on you. So I'm sorry. No, it was just a hard time going into um, everything. But I think it was easier to go in the beginning stages of COVID when it having nice weather and it getting dark later. It wasn't as like depressing. I as don't like know, because the very beginning was super cold. It didn't get warm until May-ish. June. Yeah, but May and June were nice because you could get off work at 5 and the sun is still out and yeah. you could go to the park and go on a run. It was like just like better better yeah. weather and better better days, I think. Um not saying like there's not better days right now, but just going through COVID in a pandemic in the <laughs> summer is way more easier to, to like navigate and like just do stuff just by social distancing or going yeah. out for a run or just seeing a friend by 6 feet at a park um mm-hmm. after work. But now it's just like dark yeah. early and <clears throat> it's just different now. But I think we're getting used to it going into the year anniversary of it. Yeah, for sure. And I think another thing that helped us with coping and dealing with the beginning stages is we started just to want to do physical activity and get outside. And I know that you started running the reservoir, the Silver Lake Reservoir. Um, we started going to the park often. I started doing my workouts and also running with you. So I think that was super helpful for us just kind of getting outside. I know that really helped me. What about how do we how do we um, deal with the middle maybe like July to November like how do you think we dealt with that? It was just really <clears throat> a lot going on with the move that we moved into a new apartment in the months of it getting closer to the wedding date that we actually planned for the third time. Um, mm-hmm. It was just a lot of distraction. I feel it was just like a ton of distraction with work and moving and yeah. planning the wedding, like planning, planning, planning. Mm-hmm. Like you're like looking at the calendar and you're like, it's coming up. So I think it was just more distraction, but less of people you hear getting it. Yeah. You know, it was well, just like, oh. It was still far away from us. Like we didn't know really close people to us that had yeah, it. It was like, it. oh, my friend's coworker's sister got it or something. Yeah. And then it was just like, oh, it wasn't hit home yet. It's mm-hmm. like no one that you really knew um, had it. Or maybe if they did, everyone just kept it low key. Yeah. Um, but I think it was just a lot of distraction for us personally going through like July to November. Um, but I think after like November, after Thanksgiving, it just got worse. And that's when it was like hitting home and people were getting more scared and closing the restaurants and the bars, mm. the outside seating, outside well, dining. Well, hold on. Let's not get there yet. So I think July to November was actually cool because we were going to the park a lot with our homies. So mm-hmm. we were actually seeing friends and we were going to the park almost daily. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like, it kind of felt a little normal, like... There was, like, outside seating for restaurants. I think we went to, like, was it? Um, Yard House. Yard House. <laughs> they yeah, just had like a ton we... of outside seating, but, like, since it was, like, 
in the middle of what the stage was, it was like everyone knew the deal. But like everyone had like the nice chairs and the nice decks now. Like before it was like just like hood, like people trying to gather up what they could. But now it was like a whole production. It was cool. And then like I know during that time we had our bachelor and bachelorette weekends. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And then my birthday was fun too. It was November, and I think that's when the surge started to go again. And but in the early well, November, we or actually right before November, Halloween weekend, we went to go to was it Hermosa Beach or where was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we went to go stay at a hotel. Like it was nice. Um, so I think we dealt. I mean, it was. I think it was cool. I don't feel like we were everywhere. I felt like it was like hanging out with friends a lot. And the summer weather was nice. There was a lot of sunlight out. And then we moved. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a bit, too. Um, how, do, how are we dealing with it now, December to present? I think it's just been more quiet. Yeah. A lot more staying home. A lot less seeing people, mm-hmm. family, friends, even coworkers going to the office less. Um, just really quarantining at the house mm-hmm. because you never <clears throat> know, like, how easily you could get it or you know you don't want to miss dates that you kind of have on your calendar that Mm -hmm. like something you're looking forward to like is it worth like going out and seeing a bunch of people and then when it gets close to that date like you happen to get Mm -hmm. sick and Mm -hmm. then it's just kind of just ruins your plans so I think just just maintaining like what you just get out like not not have a life but just pick and choose what's important is this date that this little getaway that we're planning that's going to be safe like Mm -hmm. here or there like is it worth like jeopardizing that Mm -hmm. to go see friends or something like go to a barbecue yeah Yeah. probably so we've been like super choosy like super really thinking about who we really want to see and what we really want to do because of those things and because we want to obviously protect our families and make sure that like if we see our families at any point that we're not we're not getting anybody sick, you know? So, yeah, I think it's been a lot of, like, see someone, chill for a long time. If you're going to see someone, have you been tested? Who have you been around? Like, not to be all up in your business, but, like, I don't know. It's difficult. And, I mean, my brother had COVID. Um, He got it from work. And that was scary just because I was like, Mm -hmm. yo, you live with my parents. And, I mean, they they were awesome. They really did their best to keep their distance and they didn't interact and my parents tested you know after they they didn't get it my brother my other brother didn't get it so it was awesome but like that sucks like that's now this I think this is a period that I started hitting close to home like I know your aunt got it and like people close got it so it was like what the heck is really going on I know for New Year's Eve we were like okay we want to have a, a small little thing, but like y'all got to get tested if you want to come over. And it's like, we're not trying to be all stickler about it, but at the same time, we're trying to protect ourselves. And we don't also want to like be ignorant to the fact that, you know, it's going on and then have people over, you know, we had like three, four friends over. And I mean, I was even that day getting paranoid about it, you know, and I mean, everything was fine. Nobody got sick, but it was scary. Um, so yeah, we're just being really selective about who we've been hanging out with. Um, Let's talk about some other topics and things that happened to us over the last few months. Um, A big thing is the George Floyd, you know, situation and his death and just witnessing that. And then the just police, police brutality and all that stuff and just fighting for social justice within our communities and, 
you know, having conversations with the families and having conversations with friends and checking in on friends and stuff like that. Like that's been heavy and difficult. And I think, man, like COVID's already been heavy because, you know, a lot of people have been losing people's lives, like losing their lives. I know your friend, our old neighbor, his dad passed from COVID like back in June and he lives in the Philippines. So that was difficult. And then on top of that, it's like you got you got this video of this man that's being murdered in front of you. And I don't even, I didn't even watch the whole thing. I just can't live with that. Like, I mean, it's probably, it's important to watch and it's important to acknowledge, but it's like, it was just a lie. It was heavy. It was like, I, I don't know. It was just too much for me. Yeah, it was, it was hard. I think it was so life changing Mm -hmm. that video and the movement that happened with it. It was just really unfortunate really sad but also very powerful like Mm -hmm. you know when those life-changing things happen Mm -hmm. like nothing nothing's the same like things dramatically changed Mm -hmm. but because they had to so I think that was just like a big big period um a really big moment in 2020 yeah with the police brutality and the social justice and George Floyd and the others that lost their lives and condolences to them and their loved ones and their friends and their family but I think it just really brought people in their community to just have to have those discussions, mm-hmm. you know, with your circle or your friends or maybe even coworkers if you were seeing them during this time. Mm-hmm. But I just think it was just something that you couldn't turn a blind eye to. Like mm-hmm. you couldn't really get away from it. But that's a good thing because that yeah, just shows how powerful it. it was to just to face it and not go around it and just mm-hmm. go through it. If mm-hmm. you were with it or if you weren't, I think we all had to go through it and obviously... Make a decision. I feel like we've all had to make make a decision of, you know, how you're going to support your community and and justice, you know, what's right and what's wrong and what your moral compass is. Like, you know, we really had to think about those things and like check in with our friends that are feeling the pain of like, Mm -hmm. dude, that could have been my uncle or that could have been my dad, that could have been my brother, you know, like that's difficult. And so I think, I don't know, I remember we went to the march in... um, where was it? In Hollywood or where was it? Yeah, that was the big one. We, we went to a few protests, but the big one was the Black Lives Matter. Oh, um, yeah. One that they actually threw and organized themselves mm-hmm. at. And they everyone met, at, I think, Capitol Records in Hollywood. Yeah. And that was like the famous picture or like the famous drone mm-hmm. shot of like sunset um, mm-hmm. with thousands and thousands yeah. of people there. That was that was powerful. That was. You could just feel the energy. Yeah. Um, you know, you and everyone with their signs and we're all there for the same reason because we want to see change. And mm-hmm. I think the thing about actually going out and just being with the people or just protesting or if you're marching, marching, or you're doing a city cleanup. If you're, you know, spending your money to um, people of color's business, if you are supporting brands mm-hmm. that are donating 100 percent of the proceeds, the mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter or other bailouts or things like that i think a lot of people were just coming together at that time if it was either creatively um or it was just people just i think it brought out a lot of positive within a negative Mm -hmm. um you know if artists were making maybe there was people making songs there's people making t-shirts there was people actually you know getting really creative with signs or Mm -hmm. like everyone was just there for each other i feel like people were using their pain to to execute their art like right like mm-hmm. so a lot of people were like feeling a lot of pain and so they were expressing that that pain through their art designing either designing a t-shirt or you know music like Eleanor you know, or you know 
whatever. I think that's what was happening. What were you told me about the skateboarder who did like a march? Yeah, they did a skate march. I know I saw this piece um, by this skate magazine called Jankum. Um, they did a day in the life with this skater. Um, he's from New York and from Queens Village, and his name is Moose. And I really like what he said in the piece where um, he was just showing them just his day in the life and just some things that he's been going through. And he came across a poster that he was the main um, person that led like a skate protest um, where they skated through the city. Um, I'm not sure if it was Philly or New York, but it was just one of the biggest ones, mm-hmm. I think, that went down in the summer. And he was one of the main dudes that led it. And yeah. I know I like what what I took from it. What he said was awesome is that. He said when he does have kids in the future, you know, when they do ask about 2020, like, mm-hmm. hey, dad, like, what were you doing? And he was like, man, like, I was out there with my people. Mm. Like, I was like leading protests or mm. like I was out, you know, trying to make a change for the better than just yes. sitting on your couch or like reposting like fake news or just mm-hmm. like conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. Just like being not not a good person, not trying to make any change. Like mm-hmm. it's just like about action. It's mm-hmm. not all about talk, you mm-hmm. know, and I think I was like, wow, like that's awesome because like I would want our kids you know if they do ask the same question but like yeah we were out there you know mm-hmm. protesting and just just trying to do the right thing supporting the right community. the right community and our business donating and, and donating and just a lot of prayer and just like sending energy to like the people that we love you know that we are off all that we're also affected by you know everyone has a story yeah. you know so you're not going to hear every story but I think for you to just like open your ears to the people that are around you and mm-hmm. kind of get like their perspective mm-hmm. and just learn and just try to like gain gain from them and not just think like oh it's just happening to this one little and I know area and I know it all but it's like no it's happening a lot so yeah. just tap in with your people and you know just if you want to make um, some type of change for the better, you know, just reach out to any organizations that could use help and just like do the legwork. Reach work. out to your church. Churches mm-hmm. are doing stuff too. Like I know our church is always out here doing stuff. And I think the other thing that it makes me think about, it's like, what do you, what are you teaching your kids or what are you talking about and putting emphasis in your home? You know, like what do you, what's really important to you at the end of the day, like treating everybody with respect and love is important like you know no matter how much power you have and I think that man like that cop that did that's like what was being taught in his home when he was a kid for him to think that's that's okay and I mean obviously it goes deeper than that and there's so much other stuff around that but I think it really comes back to a basic you know what are you doing at home and how are you gonna like impact the next generation and and just be be love and be good to your friends and your community and your people and and call out what's wrong. Call out what's wrong and not do it with hate, but do it with love and say, hey, you know, I don't think this is right. I think, I don't know. I know for that during that time it was like hard because I was like, I don't want to record. I don't want to speak for a community. Like, yeah, I'm of color, but, you know, I'm not a black girl. Like, I can't speak from that place. And so I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to just lay back here and I'm going to just listen and I'm going to just try to learn and do my best and, you know, try to be there for my community and that's it. And I know we did we did our best and. We're going to continue to try to do what we can for. Yeah, of course. Peeps. It's not It's not over. I think the the fight will always still can continue. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just to keep We're it. fighting it every day at home. Yeah, to keep it in mind and keep everyone in our prayers and just show love. Don't show hate. Yeah. And then another thing that, you know, was difficult that um, happened this summer was Anthony lost another person who was close to him in July. And so that was difficult. Um 
You want to talk a little bit about that? We can talk about more about that. We're going to have another episode about grief in the future, so we're just going to touch on this stuff, but what do you want to add? Yeah, it was definitely hard, you mm-hmm. know? I felt like it was like a scene from a movie. Mm-hmm. Is there something like those life things where you're like, man, I this can't, you can't make this up. Like, how yeah. is this possible? How is this really happening? And you're just like in total shock because the whole thing was that we went to the beach um, for my sister that lost her life um, in November of 2019. So mm-hmm. going into her birthday in July in 2020 was our first birthday um, without her physically yeah. here. Um, so we wanted to do something special as a family. So my brother and his wife and my mother and my dad and, um, my fiance, Senya, we went to the beach to let go some balloons, um, have a little picnic and just catch a vibe and chill. If we want to cry, want to laugh, um, Mm. just kind of be in tune with our feelings and our energy that, you know, that we miss from her, um, Mm -hmm. just to share that together as a family, um, so we did our balloon thing, and um, we were just spending some time on the beach in the sand. Um, and I got a phone call from my best friend. I don't know if anyone's heard um, my first uh, podcast episode with mm-hmm. Yesenia. It was kind of just a background of my story, and I do share um, about this person that I lost in that episode. His name is Adrian um, we were best friends. We would call each other cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went to high school in Rancho um, using his parents' address. <laughs> um, that's just how close we were. We wanted to um, go to high school like together. Yeah, we were like brothers. Um, so me and him were just super close, you know, and his mom um, was calling me. And it's not um, too rare for me to hear from her because, like, she's like, I said, like, we're brothers, cousins, whatever, we're family. So... Um, we do talk, um, here and there. So when she was calling me at the beach, I obviously thought she was calling me to say, Hey, like happy birthday to Becca. I'm sorry. You know, love you guys, whatever. So I answered the phone right away. Um, thinking that was going to be it because there was people texting me, um, showing love. I, um, I really appreciate that. But so when I answered the phone and heard her on the other line screaming and crying, mm. my heart just fell right there in the sand where I was standing because I kind of already knew. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen this movie before. I've had yeah. this phone call before, mm-hmm. um, which is just a nightmare. Like, it feels like you are living in a nightmare. Like, yeah. you kind of just go there. You kind of just zone out and you're mm-hmm. just like waiting for the, the hit, like waiting for the punch, waiting for mm-hmm. the wave to crash over you. And it was... Unfortunately, uh, a good call. Um, she did yeah. let me know that her son, Adrian, um, my best friend, my brother, that um, we love so much, passed away um, yeah. on my sister's birthday <laughs> that well, I lost. All, he didn't die on her birthday. It was the day before. But um, it was heavy to find out on. We but, found out on her yeah. birthday. Um, but yeah, I was just still to this day, it's January 24th today, it's still going through my, the loss of my sister. And that was only eight months since we did lose her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to lose my best friend on her birthday, um, it was just a total shock. That's, it was, it was just a lot. Um, so it was a hard loss. Um, it really something that I experienced in 2020 on top of everything that mm-hmm. was actually really hard for me um it just took me back to where I was when I heard my sister and the feelings and the emotions Mm -hmm. and um 
it was just a hard time. Um, we could obviously, uh, like Yesenia said, get into it more in an episode in the future that we do want to do about grief. And I think um, it just goes to show that a lot of people lost a lot of loved ones in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, more than ever, I feel, because, you know, tragedies do happen. But on top of all of that stuff, because people do pass every year, but this one was just a lot of sickness um, losses due to Mm COVID-19. So I think um, we all lost um, a lot in 2020, but I also think we did also gain a lot in 2020 either. It was blessings, um, you know, babies were still born, Mm. blessings still happened. You know, we still got some wins um, in 2020, um, but I could um, definitely... um, say that a lot of people did lose people in 2020 and I was one of them unfortunately um not due to COVID um but it was hard it was a hard time yeah thank you for sharing that I know that's hard to talk about but yeah it was difficult it was a hard summer it was a hard just year and I mean I don't even know like what to even say about that it was just heavy it was just a lot and the fact that you're still standing is just amazing. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about, let's just get into the more lighter stuff because we talk about a lot of heavy stuff. We became park people mm-hmm. <laughs> this summer because we realized that the only thing we could really do is go to the park and hang out with people if we wanted to do it safely. <laughs> and free. so we started first when we were still living um, in Westlake, we started going to um, Elysian Park. Elysian mm. Park, um, close to Dodger Stadium. Yeah, that's we had a, a spot. That was a dope. That was a dope spot. Yeah. Um, that was like the spot. Like that if was you the just spot. said we're going to the park, you knew it's like you to know go where to. we were. At. Yeah, next to the one, the right there next to like there's like this little section where this tree falls on the ground. I, I don't know. It's so funny, but yeah, everybody knew what it was about. Everybody knew where you're at. It was fun because like one of the first times our, our friend uh, Kevin and Steve are the ones that found that spot. Mm-hmm. But later on, um, like a month later. We ended up having my 30th birthday um, social distance park <laughs> um, party for my birthday there at Elysian Park next yeah. to Dodger Stadium. And it was had to be the first time that we all like really got together with friends since COVID, since yeah. March. Um, I know that because obviously it stood out because of what we've just all been at home and we actually went out. But just seeing everyone's <laughs> face... Yeah, and how everyone's stoked, excited. Like Mark Cox, <laughs> aka Shrimp Daddy, like just showed up like <laughs> with the coolers. He had brand new coolers, <laughs> which he's never ever I've never seen him with a cooler. He mm-hmm. skates up to a barbecue with a six pack and that's it. And that's what you expect. I've known yeah, him for yeah. fifteen years. I've never seen him do anything else, so that's normal. <laughs> he Mark. went above and beyond. He had brand new coolers. He had ingredients like to make it d- printed out <laughs> to make a beer margaritas. <laughs> Um, he had ice. He had everything. Cups. I don't know. He had it all. And I was like, this is a special <laughs> moment. That's how you know it was like the first link <laughs> Like up. people were excited. Yeah, people were excited. Yeah. People were bringing chips. Yes. Everybody <laughs> brought like, like, somebody brought cookies. I was pissed because I ate them the rest of the next week. Like everybody came through because and I brought think stuff. Because I before COVID, it's like, oh, we're going to be at Echo Park. Like, like you, oh, cool, you bring whatever. a blanket and that's it. Or like people and a don't. Can or or one talk can. Everyone just thinks that everyone yeah. else is going to bring beer. But it's like <laughs> everyone brought like a keg and yeah. everyone wanted to party and. 
we had so much fun. And I think that was like the start to becoming park people because um, it was just something, it's just something to do during a pandemic to go outside, but we're not just kicking it side by side. Like obviously the parks are huge. So you have your space. Mm-hmm. Um, we bought a little table. <laughs> he was so proud of his little table purchase, but I'm not going to lie. It's little, it's not heavy and it's pretty cool when you put it up. Mm-hmm. So that was no a- more ants in our pizzas. Yeah, no, we've learned. <laughs> and also shout out to Sarah and Erica and Mark Anthony for setting up your birthday, your 30th fi- uh, birthday fiesta. They did a fiesta mm-hmm. theme. Um, I was part of that, but they set it up for me and they bought a cake. They, ha- they had a Michi bar for mm, you. Yeah. They had um, they Mexican it. candy. It was and a fun time. They, yeah, they it killed it. It was the best birthday. The, it and awesome. it was during the pandemic. So that just shows how amazing everyone is through. and how fun it was. So I'm really looking forward to better weather um, mm. in longer evenings with sun and being at the park more with friends this year uh, in 2021 yeah. for sure. Yeah, that was cool. That was fun. Shout out to our friends that we saw safely. And shout out to nobody ever getting COVID from hanging out with us at the park. Yes, that's a win. And um, something else that happened is that Anthony's brother moved away. He used to live up the street. um, And now he lives three hours north. And so that was a big, on top of everything that was happening, um, I think it was around your sister's birthday that your brother was moving to. It was a week after. So it was like. A lot was going on in your life. You Okay, so June, you turned 30. Mm-hmm. And July, your sister's anniversary, your brother's moving, Adrian passes, mm-hmm. and now your brother moves. Yeah. It was hard. I think sometimes in life, I would look back, and mm-hmm. it's just easy to do, like, oh, this time last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I was, like, had that moment where I was, like, this time last year. My brother lived down the street. Yeah. My sister was alive. Mm-hmm. Adrian was alive. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just 2019 summer compared to summer 2020. There was no pandemic. It was like night and day. <laughs> it was night and day. And I kind of just had that moment um, with that transition of my brother moving away. Um, I know five, uh, five, three hours isn't for uh, like Texas or something. Mm-hmm. I know people, family members move out of state. Um, yep. You have to catch a, you don't have to catch a plane. You could drive yeah. there in three hours, but it was a transition and it was something um, that I just had to get used to adjust. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's now looking at it today. It's a blessing. I'm happy yeah. for him. They mm-hmm. live on like 60 acres in a farm. <laughs> they live the farm life. They have like <laughs> 10 um, what are those things called? Barns? I don't know. It's they have just, like three, four bon- it's, barns. It's just, yeah, I'm just joking. But yeah, it's just nuts how he kind of um, lives out there um, mm-hmm. by the Sequoia. Yeah. Um, and it's cool because we get to go over there and we yep. get to like rent an RV and like camp <laughs> a trailer. on his property. Oh yeah, a trailer. <laughs> it's funny. My friend Alex is always like, dang, Amps over at the Yeezy camp again. <laughs> like I'm like in Wyoming. But yeah, it's. It's a dope um, thing to experience just getting out of the city, Mm -hmm. getting out of, you know, the Southern California. um, It's peaceful. uh, Yeah, it's so quiet and peaceful. It's not even that bad of a drive either. Three hours is not that bad. It's not at all. We've done it four times, three times Mm -hmm. already. It was pretty chill. And I actually feel like we've gotten closer to your family since they moved because now visits are longer instead of spending a birthday with them. Yeah, you get like... A few hours 
we're here, spending a and whole then you just leave now. because you're like, oh, I'll just see you like in a month, mm-hmm. and you kind of like really don't. It's like, different. Get in. I think it's always different when you have like breakfast with like you wake up somewhere, you're together, and you have breakfast with someone. Like I'm like that's always different, and I know for me it's been awesome to be with the girls, with your nieces, well, with my nieces now. I could say that mm-hmm. um, being with them and just seeing them and getting to know them better and playing with them, doing arts and crafts with them, and. Then Lucy waking, like us waking up and Lucy making us her bomb coffee and hanging out with your brother and just like being there. Like, it's just different. Like, go feed the chickens, you know, and like, let's mm-hmm. go take a walk. And then, oh, the cows are looking at us. Like, mm-hmm. it's just such a different type of lifestyle, but it's so peaceful and it's it's a really nice escape. And they live so close to the Sequoia entrance that it's like if you want to spend the day at the sequoias then you can and Mm -hmm. it's something awesome that you know we did and that we've been visiting them often now and yeah it's it's been cool no it's It's hard that they're farther away but at the in you know with all that said and done um you know i'm just grateful that they're happy and that we are i feel like closer to them Mm -hmm. no 100 percent. another big thing that happened is that we moved I mean, finally, five years later, <laughs> 300 square foot apartment. Oh my studio. gosh, you guys, I cannot believe we lived in such a small apartment. Like when COVID started, I would like, I, it was difficult. Like Anthony was slouched over on the cafe, coffee table in the living room, bedroom area doing his work. And I was in the little corner in the kitchen doing my work in a little, little, little table um, it was crazy. Like we just had absolutely no space. And I remember um, I would just look at apartments because I knew we were planning to move after our wedding. But I was like, I just have to look at apartments. Like, I don't know. Like I just had to escape for a second and I just started looking at apartments. And then when we realized that because we postponed our wedding twice. And once we real- realized that the second date in July wasn't going to work out, Anthony we, fig- we figured that out in June. So once we figured that out in June, Anthony was like, hey, maybe we should just move. And I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. And we had been saving, obviously, for the wedding and for the move. So um, we started looking. So we started looking in June. Mm-hmm. We started looking every day. And then we found this really, really nice apartment in Glendale. And as soon as we hit up the guy, it was off the market. We saw some other spots and... We went to some ghetto ass spots. Yeah. Catfished. We got catfished. Um, it was crazy. Um, and then we landed at our apartment now. And I think it was like beginning of August we found it. Um, you want to talk about how we found it? I think we just I just found it on the app. And I think it just gave me the notification that there was a spot open that yeah. second. It got posted. I yeah. got alerted. So I just opened it up and I just didn't hesitate and I just made a call to get an appointment that day because I think what I've learned from this experience of trying to get a new spot which we did was that you can't say oh let's go look at it tomorrow like you can't because it'll It'll be gone gone. yeah so you have to be like drop everything you're doing to go look at it that second because that's how fast apartments go in the Los Angeles area probably yeah in the more popular area but so we just jumped in the car after that one phone call, I don't think it was even posted for five minutes, and we drove down here. <laughs> and um, the landlord is super cool, and we love the spot. And we it was signed. the biggest 
apartment that we saw the whole time we it's were searching. It's three times bigger as our studio. No, it's not. No, it's not. Last time it was three twenty-five. It's like seven ten, seven fifty. It's like it's like double the size. Over double. <laughs> but yeah, he. So if you're looking for an apartment, keep your alerts on. I never keep my alerts on. Keep your alerts on. But yeah. We, I remember you actually called the lady and you're like, hey, um, can we come tomorrow? And you hung up the phone and I'm like, are you busy with work right now? And you said, no, I'm kind of eh, mm-hmm. chill right now. And I'm like, let's go right now. And you're like, we should go right now. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we called her back and said, hey, you know what? As a matter of fact, can we just come right now? She's like, if you can make it before five, you can come. I was like, shoot, let's go. And yeah, it was just beautiful. Like, Nice tile, not not sorry, not not nice tile, but nice wooden floor, like modern, but like yeah, just clean, big kitchen, really big living room, and a lot of storage space, big um, big bedroom, the biggest bedroom I saw, the biggest bathroom, like everything is bigger than all the other places we saw. So I just felt like dang, like yeah, it was perfect. It was just hard working from home with two people in a three hundred square foot. Yeah. Um, Apartment, so I think now that we have a bigger space, um, it's just easier to maneuver and like navigate through work. Having a comfortable desk, you have your desk, mm-hmm. I have my desk. Mm-hmm. There's um, hella space in here, um, so yep. much more room for activities <laughs> for game night. Now, no, yeah, we have our huge couch, so much bigger than our last couch. You got our new TV stand, we got our shelves. We got our got my own desk. You got your big L-shaped desk. Like the kitchen's big. Like we're just so blessed. Um, and I feel like every day I wake up and I'm just like, dang, like this is our home. Like mm-hmm. I'm so hyped. And a shout out to Bonnie Bray though. Shout out. We still live on Bonnie Bray in third. But shout out to Westlake. I miss Westlake. We were there for so long. Um, it was awesome. It was good to us. And I think that if it wasn't for our <clears throat> our little studio then we wouldn't be so appreciative of what we have today and i was so grateful when we got the studio because it was my first home by myself well living out at home at uh, my parents so mm-hmm. i was just grateful so now this i'm just like dude i'm just grateful and like i don't think we ever realized how small the studio was until covid because we had to be there we were always out we were like at our parents for the weekend or we were out with friends so it was just like now it was just necessary and so yeah so yeah that's a blessing we're happy what else happened? The Lakers won the championship and the Dodgers won the World Series. Mm, yeah, that was nuts. That was cool. That was fun. That was like pretty close with each other too. I think it was like a month apart. Yeah, that was cool. I just, I I mean, I don't really like care. I don't really watch a lot of basketball. So like that yeah. was cool, but like I don't really, I, I used to watch basketball, but I'm not as invested. But like that was obviously cool um, to see, especially after Kobe, oh, Kobe passed. It was like, wow, yeah. that was really that nice. Was, that, that was amazing. Yeah. But I think for me, Dodgers Mm -hmm. winning was super cool. And I think what made it way cooler was that we got to go to the Dodger postseason drive-in. We went to game five versus Atlanta. So we went to Dodger Stadium. It was a drive-in. You stay in your car. Um, If you ever do it, if they ever do it in the future, I recommend take a truck. Don't take a Mm -hmm. car. But they're so strict and you're not supposed to be able to drink there. But people find their ways. Nah, yeah, it was fun um, just to get an experience that at Dodger Stadium during a pandemic mm-hmm. um, with our friends and just watching 
you know, the Dodgers um, win a World Series was dope yeah. right after the Lakers won the championship. Um, so it was just a good time for Los Angeles, I think. Good feelings. We Los needed Los Angeles this. needed it, and they needed a W. They needed some celebration after the loss of Kobe and mm. the, the um, protests and everything that was going on in Los Angeles within those 10 months, nine months of 2020 was just yeah. really hard. So it was good to get two Ws under their mm-hmm. belt. Um it was just a lot of fun to watch that um, during a, a really hard time. And the Dodgers, it was exciting to watch. They were very exciting. There was that point where it was like, it doesn't look like they're going to win. They keep, they keep losing. They yeah, kept on they losing to, to the Braves. They kept on losing to the Braves. Mm-hmm. We were like, we got tickets to game five. I don't know if we're gonna make, they're going to make it to game five. And then they won that series. And then they won the World Series. And it was like, dude, it was just it was just fun. It was just fun to watch, and mm-hmm. um, I had a good time. Yeah, it was dope. Uh, before we jump into our next segment, um, last thing we want to talk about is our Bachelor and Bachelorette party, party weekends. <laughs> Woo! We had a great time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Our house was this, our Bachelorette and Bachelor party weekend was the same weekend um, yep. in the Palm Springs, uh, the desert Coachella area, Coachella Valley area. Uh, our houses weren't. I don't think we're too far from each other, but mm-hmm. it was fun hanging out with all the guys. Um, all my homies came through yeah. and just helped out and just made it happen. And I didn't have to do anything. Yep. Um, it was really opposite of what I always do. I plan a lot. You're and a planner, you're a host. So it was cool not to be the host or they covered all the cost and I didn't have to lift a finger. And it yep. was uh, obviously during the World um, Series. So that was fun to watch the games oh, right. and just go in the pool and um, just have like a really good bachelor um, party um, yeah. with my guy friends and family. It was just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know my girls. Man, they really showed up and showed out for me. They came through. The decorations were on point. Erica and Chanel killed it with the vibes, with mm-hmm. the little bags and the balloons. And then the girls like had all the meals planned out. Cassie was chefing it up. She was just like. Like sexy little chef in the kitchen making all the good food. It was bomb. And then like con- like taking into consideration the girls who don't eat, you know, meat mm-hmm. or vegetarian. I'm like, dang, y'all really doing it up. Nikki came through with the karaoke machine because I'm like, obviously you can't really go out. Like I just really wanted like dance and sing karaoke. She brought it. We like really jammed out and had a great time. Mark Anthony came through with the lights for the karaoke machine with the vibes, the jello shots, the desserts. It was just awesome. Seth came through with the roller skates and out of love. I was like, okay, girl, I see you with the roller skates. And then Angel with her kombucha. She's such good vibes. She's so cute. Um, that was, she's so funny. And then Amy was coming through with all with all the games and forced mm-hmm. us to play games. And <laughs> I had a good time because we won. <laughs> but yeah, it was awesome. It was like perfect. It was just exactly what we all needed. I feel like my girls needed girl time and the boys needed boy time mm-hmm. and. It was like awesome. Like I, like Anthony said, I didn't have to lift a finger either. They were just on it. They were like, they were just awesome. And I'm just so grateful for my friends and for them making it such a fun time. And for, I think for both of our group of friends, for them to, for them listening to us and like asking us like, what do you guys want? And for them just really being down for what we want. We want a pool. Anthony wanted a barbecue. I wanted a karaoke and we got all that. And mm-hmm. it was just, it was just awesome. And everybody was safe and every, no COVID either so that was awesome mm-hmm. so like that's the wrap up of the whole 10 months of what's been going on i mean the jits of everything i think 
that wraps it up. And so now we're going to talk about our wedding. Let's jump into the next segment. Damn. 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 So during this segment, we usually have um, someone come on and tell their story. But because today we're um, on the topic of marriage, of growing through marriage to marriage, uh, we're going to talk about having a COVID wedding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, before we jump all into it, um, I think it was difficult, especially for me as, as a woman. And I think, well, not every woman's like this, so I don't want to be biased, but I know for me, my wedding day was always like a big deal and something that I looked forward to that was exciting. And so it was really hard to have to postpone it twice. And it was a lot of stuff that I dealt with and felt um, through it. And I think that I'm the type of person that's like, oh, it's fine. Like, I know that there's a bigger plan and I know God's got us and blah, blah, blah. And, And I know that stuff is true and it always is. I do believe it. But at the same time, it was like, yeah, that's true, but you're still sad. You're still going through a difficult moment and something that you have to deal with. On top of the fact that my partner's going through so much stuff himself and I'm trying to be supportive and being there for him, you know what I mean? So it was difficult um, and I didn't understand. But I think now in retrospect, I feel like I'm so grateful. Um, God's timing is always the right timing. Um, I think we needed to go through a few more things before we got married. And I think that um, had we not had those six months, then we wouldn't have gone through those things to get to where we are. Um, But it was difficult and I experienced a lot of emotions and I think I was was slightly depressed. Um, But we got through it. What do you think about the timing of our wedding? So we had June 2020 on our calendar to get married for over a year. Mm -hmm. So going into 2020, hitting March um, with COVID and the pandemic, um, leading up to June, we obviously thought it could still happen because they said just to go home for two weeks. (laughs) Um, And that two weeks was in March and June was a few months away still, but it was creeping up. But um, now looking back at it, it was so dumb for us to postpone our our wedding a one month later. (laughs) Because it was supposed to go in June, and we're like, oh, let's push it back to July. Like, what is 30 days going to do? Like, I just think it, that I didn't like want to accept. That's the beginning of the COVID. Like, that the was the COVID. beginning of COVID and the quarantine to get, like, just navigating through yeah. it. Not really understanding, like, it, and, and it's now it's so dumb to think that, like, you could put a date on it. Like, oh, yeah. it's going to be over June yeah, 30th. So it's, it's like, oh, so if it's over but on I June 30th, that, we like, could have a July wedding. But we shouldn't have done that. But um, I think that for me, like, if I really thought about it, obviously I wouldn't understood that it's not possible. But I didn't want to understand that because I didn't want to think that I wouldn't be able to have my wedding then mm-hmm. because I didn't want to wait. So I just kind of like, you lie to yourself. Mm-hmm. So. And it was just kind of throwing a dart um, at a calendar to get the third date um, because we didn't pick the date like for any reason, but we did pick the month because it was further out. Yeah. So we did cancel June, cancel July, and then the postponed. third postponed. So the third one was in December. Yeah, we didn't tell anybody about the December date until October. Like because first, why if something happens? We were like, what if something happens? Date, we're like, we're not gonna do that again. We're like, we're gonna do it. Like, if we're gonna do it this date, we're gonna do it, and we're gonna tell some. If we're gonna tell anybody this date, we're gonna go through with it. So we kind of just like did that. But in the midst of all that, and after the whole like crazy year that 
that we had the week of our wedding, um, Anthony lost another family member. Um, Aunt Linda passed away kind of suddenly. Um, she was diagnosed with cancer, cancer and... Well, I don't know. It's just from one day to the next. It's like she's going to be fine. And then she just wasn't here anymore. And it was just like such a such a daze and such a a crazy, sad moment, especially because Aunt Linda was always so loving and just like excited for us and loved us so much. Obviously, she's Anthony's aunt, but she loved me so much. She was so open and accepting of me and just always showed me the most love and you know, it was hard. It was hard. It was Monday she passed away. We were supposed to get married on Friday. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you want to put it in perspective. Yeah, it was the Monday of our wedding <clears throat> week. Mm-hmm. We got married on Friday, and my aunt ended up passing away on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just one of those nightmare feelings, again, where you yeah. feel like you're in a movie. You're like, how? You can't make this up. Like, Mm-mm. this is this is life. You know, life is so unexpected. Life um, isn't going to go around your plans Mm. and what you want and push anything back or be like, oh, like, oh, yeah, let me wait. Um, It's just it happens in an instant. You know, someone could be here and the next day they can't. Um, So I think I've been learning that more than ever in my life, Um, being 29 and 30 and just going through those losses um mm-hmm. with friends and family members um just really hard times but yeah yeah it was um a lot of sadness in the midst of a lot of happiness yeah um you know are we gonna st- my aunt passed away like now you're planning a funeral and a wedding in the same week mm-hmm. when so much energy goes into just one of those things um so we were planning a funeral we were planning a wedding, and mm-hmm. um, we just had to go through it. Um, we couldn't have done it any other way besides just go through it. You mm-hmm. know, it's just kind of like felt like it was game seven. Like you just mm-hmm. had to go for it, um, yeah, and give it your all. And sometimes life is like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some days are easier than others. Some weeks are harder than others, and that was definitely one of those weeks um, yeah. with the wedding and my family member, my aunt Linda passing away um so yeah it was definitely a lot of sadness in the happiest um week of our life it was hard too because my family had been super afraid of covid not doing anything um literally just staying home and so here i am like oh we're gonna have a wedding in december in the midst of covid all the while uh numbers are surging they're going up the week before we, they they're shutting stay at home order everything shut down all over again like it was it was just so much and then on top of that my grandma actually had an accident um like a few days before thanksgiving so in november like the end of november so she had an accident um she had emergency surgery surgery my mom had to literally get on a plane with her siblings get out there like my mom described it as like the most ugly like trip and horrific trip that she had to go on because she was literally at a hospital but standing outside with her siblings because you can't even be inside because it's covid so it's just like ugly and then just like you know what my grandma's going through is ugly and then so my mom's stressed on top of covid Mm -hmm. she's like every day 
checking in with her siblings that are in Mexico because she was there for a few days or for a week in Mexico, comes back. Now she's checking in with the ones that are still in Mexico looking after my grandma, you know, hearing like my, my grandma's not really progressing. She's kind of kind of progressing. She's kind of all way. Now she's not really progressing. Like it was hard. And my mom's like, I don't want to go back, Yesenia. Like, and then on top of that, she's dealing with her stuff. My family's already afraid of COVID. So my, my mom's asking me, do you still want to get married? you know, on this day. And I'm like, dude, it was just like a headache and just like emotional. And then my grandpa from my other side of my family, he's just been sick, you know, declining um, over the last two years since he had a stroke. And so that's another thing that sucks. You know, that's hard to go through. Um, And then it's just like um, planning a, a wedding during the most stressful time, you know, I already expressed on this podcast about how like I'm not much of a planner and that's just not my thing and like it's been a struggle already in so many different ways and so this took wedding planning to a whole nother level but I will say that I did um, take a break from wedding planning because I just couldn't even talk about the wedding because it was just like so emotional and too much so from the time we decided we were going to postpone to December I didn't talk about it to anybody we decided that in June and I didn't talk to talk about it with anybody although people want to ask all the time and i'm just giving you guys some word of advice if someone postponed their wedding please don't bug the crap out of them they will let you know and it's actually way more more stressful if you bug them about it it like i know you're not trying to be mean but don't do it dude it's not helpful it doesn't help it actually just makes it a lot worse but anyway october is when i started to um, communicate with everybody the new date and that's when i like went through every single last minute um, wedding detail and by November um, everything was pretty much done and so that was awesome our vendors were awesome mm-hmm. nobody dropped out I was like afraid the week of like somebody wasn't mm-hmm. responding to my emails right away and I was like I don't have a florist like I don't have a photo booth like what am I gonna do but everybody came through and it was hard I, I, I like told my vendors like thank you guys for making the decision to come come and you know be a part of our wedding the in the middle of a pandemic I know that was hard and so it was awesome and then the other thing that was really difficult was obviously making the decision to have a wedding during a pandemic we had to cut our list um and so a lot of people I had to be like I'm sorry like I can't have you know I can't have you I apologize or you know and that was difficult but we just worked really hard to try to make it as safe as possible for everybody, but still be able to celebrate with our friends and our family because our wedding was in early December, mid early to mid December. And um, so once it was getting just just crazy and everything was shut down, I decided I said, you know what, Anthony, we're gonna get masks. We had already bought. We had already said we're gonna have masks at our wedding, but we're gonna just make it mandatory. Like, I'm sorry, but you have to wear a mask. If you don't wear a mask, like that's not cool. Like you, like you, if you're gonna come, please wear a mask. Our wedding was outside. That was another thing we would have never had our wedding had it not been outside. We were like, it's outside. Let's social distance. The tables and chairs, like family members can sit together. Open seating. Um, all of that stuff was important to us because, you know, my parents being so afraid of COVID, I'm like. I don't want to have my wedding and then them get sick or just like anybody that we love close to us, especially like older adults get sick. I'm like, nah. So we really did a lot of work to try to make it safe. And um, and then during that week, a lot of people backed out. A lot of people hit me up like, hey, I was exposed. Hey, I had COVID a week ago. I'm still testing positive. 
or two weeks ago, I'm still testing positive. Hey, like, I just don't think I can go like blah, 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 blah. So it was hard. I know like there was a lot of tears shed on my part um, because of the stress of COVID. My mom asking me, family members asking me, um, am I still having it? Other people asking me if I'm still having this, we're still having this wedding. Um, and just like, I felt like the weight of the world and Linda passing away that week was hard. And then just making peace and accepting like the fact that a lot of people we love weren't going to be there was hard. But I remember me and you talked and I said, you know what? It is what it is. And we just got, we have to understand people are going to make the decision that they need to make for their families, but also we want to be protected. So. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of emotions. Um, all at once. I think for one thing, you don't want to go into something and be like, well, I just want to get it over with now. Mm. Like you do it to get it over with. (laughs) That's how I felt sometimes. And then the other thing was, um, doing it and then regretting it because yeah, that was scary. We were thinking like, how crazy would it be if like we were on channel seven, like or on, OVC, on Univision, 75 <laughs> person <impacto>. wedding, 75 <laughs> person wedding in Redlands exposes everyone to COVID-19 COVID. and it was major outbreak, super spreader party. <laughs> yeah. I thought like, man, we're going to be on the news <laughs> or not. And then the other thing was, are we going into this wedding, this marriage this week? Um, excited or Mm. more on the fence of being like stressed out. I want to get this over with like Friday, the wedding has to come because I want to get it out of my life. (laughs) Uh, So it was just, obviously we didn't end up on the news. Obviously we didn't feel (laughs) um, that we wanted it out of our life. And that week was good energy, despite the fact that we did lose a loved one, but we were still going into the marriage, going Mm. into that date of the wedding um, with high hopes and good energy and um, positive vibes. Like that's all we could um, really produce at that time without um, letting something take over um, and get control of the situation. Um, But we had control and we just went into it um, just having, um, knowing that it was going to be fun, knowing that we didn't need to stress anymore. Mm-hmm. What's worth losing another night sleep over it? Mm-hmm. So um, none of those things happened, but it were things that we brought up. Fears. And there was the fears that we talked about mm-hmm. going into it. Um, so it was just a lot, but everyone showed up for us. Mm-hmm. The people that were there, um, the family that got to be there and get together with us. Um, um, my best man, Jarrell, um, your bridal party, Erica and Lo. Um I know they came um, through for you um, and for us and for everybody. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a a lot of fun. Yeah, I think I lost a lot of sleep. I had hella stress. I've never been more stressed in my life. I I was so sad leading up to our wedding, like excited because we're gonna get married, but just sad because like so much was going on and I just... I just felt like, yeah, like the fear, like, are we making the wrong decision? Are we doing something selfish? And mm-hmm. are we going to regret this? And mm-hmm. I did feel sometimes like, I just want to get this over with. And I'm like, I don't want to feel like that. Mm-hmm. And then when people would ask me, are you excited? I'm like, yeah. And it's like, I kind of was, but at the same time, I didn't want to allow myself to get that excited because of what had happened in the past where it didn't go through. And just like the energy of people asking me like, oh, are you going to have this wedding? Like that really hurt me. Um, and I get it, but it still wasn't cool. Like it sucked. Like it, like 
I don't think people realize, obviously a wedding is already a lot, but like, I don't think people realize like how stressful having a wedding during COVID is. Like it's top, top 10, top three stressful things. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but, but it yeah, came together. it came together. Um, was it was amazing on that day. On that day, everything was perfect. perfect. Our families got it together. Yeah. Um, our bride, like Anthony said, our our party, our bridal party, got it together. Um, shout out to Erica bringing through all of those ginger shots. That was awesome. <laughs> um, Lucy and your brother, um, our, my sister in law Lucy and um, brother in law Ralphie, they brought it together too. They brought such good energy. Lucy was like so excited like trying to put me up and I appreciate that um and everything was perfect the flowers were amazing my dad made this little um this little like cube thing that we got married oh, in front is of awning? huh no. what is the awning I don't know what you're talking about but he made this little thing that we got married in front of it's like a little cube that we put like floor arrangements on um you know every everybody looked amazing just the decor, the signs by Lydia, she did such an amazing job. Like the bartender, Elena, Lenny, she was so such good energy. The photo booth was perfect. Alejandra, thank you. Um, and just everybody, like everything was so beautiful. And I, I had a moment where I kind of doubted the dress that I had gotten. And oh my God, that day I was like, girl, you were just looking. Yeah, everything just looked bomb. It was beautiful. My hair, my makeup, shout out to Romy. It was just everything was bomb and on point and beautiful, and I was just so grateful. And um, yeah, it was cool. Um, and f- yeah, our friends came through. Everybody was just excited. I felt the love in the and just around us. And Lucy married us. Um, our sister in law married us. She was our officiant, and she knows us through and through. She's somebody who we turn to for guidance and advice, and just somebody that we look up to. And um, she just knows us and she just was able to discuss, like talk about our, 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 uh, relationship in such a beautiful way and share stories in such a beautiful way. And just, I don't know, she, I, she was the perfect person to bring us together. Um, and, and, and your brother too, he did an incredible job, but even like you said, Jarrell came through, Jarrell does weddings. Uh, he's a videographer, so he knows what's up. He was on point. <laughs> Everybody came through. Erica came through. Lo had the speech too. I was all crying. She got me crying. Everybody just did an amazing job, and it just that day just was like perfect, and it, it was it all came together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was amazing. I am so in love with all the music that we chose for everything. We found this artist called The Theorist, and he's a he does piano covers. And I walked down the aisle to Frank Ocean. How do you say that? Acker Integra Girl or something. Integra Girl. It's like Integra. Anyway. Y'all heard it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But yeah, and then once we were pronounced husband and wife, we walked out to no guidance. So that was really cool, but the piano cover. So that was really cool. Like, I just felt like if you know us, like, that's those are just like the subtle little things that um, you you notice about our wedding that are like, that's just so us. We walked out when they first announced us. So we walked out to, to Jaw Rule, put it on me. That's my song. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then we danced our night away um, with masks on. You know, everybody had their masks on on the dance floor. Social distance, all outside, had air. And, 
you no know, one got COVID at our wedding. COVID-free mm. zone. Yeah. We were not on Univision. We were not on <laughs> Primer Impacto. Yeah. We we were good. And shout out to Alex, your friend who <laughs> who was feeling all the emotions and all the love. Uh, that was funny. That was funny. Yeah, shout out to Alexander Blaine for crying for a few hours at our <laughs> wedding. Um, I love that he loves love. That's tight. Yeah, that was awesome. No one got sick. No one got COVID. Um, and yeah, it was just... Uh, an amazing um, day. It was an amazing weekend. But um, I think just coming back to reality at, right after the wedding, we had mm-hmm. to really postpone uh, what our honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. Because it was the worst week ever mm-hmm. of COVID history. The week we decided to get married, like how we threw that dart at the calendar, not yeah. knowing that it was going to be a stay-at-home order. We didn't know <laughs> it was going to be like the worst week, the highest testings. Yeah. Like, so the... Smartest thing we did after the wedding was the next day or two was yeah. to sp- postpone our honeymoon trip from Mexico to Mexico. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't want to obviously feel comfortable get jumping on a flight right yeah, after the having wedding. Having seen all these people before having we get tested, a lot of people and, and our test results weren't going to come back fast yeah. enough to get on the plane. Mm-hmm. So we did postpone our honeymoon, but mm-hmm. it ended up being a blessing in disguise because. Yep. That week, we still had off um, from work. So instead of just staying home and quarantining, we decided to go to a cabin up mm-hmm. in Big Bear and quarantine there. Um, and After we got our, our results, too. After, like, I day, told yeah. Anthony, I said, we're not going anywhere until we get our results, even though we're going to quarantine wherever we go. But right when we got the results, we jumped we, on. We made sure we tested five days after being exposed to everybody. We got negative results. We said, okay, let's do it. Let's go to Big Bear. Let's rent a cabin. Yeah. And then it ended up being dope. Mm-hmm. We were up in the Big Bear mm-hmm. and that was still a part of our honeymoon. Yep. Um, so we did eventually have a honeymoon, even though it wasn't in Mexico. We'll mini go later. Honeymoon. So it was a mini honeymoon to Big Bear and it was just Perfect. chilling in 30 degree weather. Um, it was fun. But fun and nice to just get away like how we expressed how we like going to visit my brother up north this was kind of the same vibe we're getting out of the city yep um just being in the middle of nowhere and with Mm -hmm. nature um big bear was really cool um so we still did have the honeymoon but we just had to take a a shortcut to just to be safe yeah um and yeah it was great it was awesome it was so much fun the, ca- the cabin we got was so cute, too. It was, like, perfect, and I was in love with it. It was just, sometimes you just need a change of scenery, and that's what we needed, and that's what we got, and it was beautiful. But, yeah, and then, you know, the after you get married, now you guys are newlyweds, and now you're transitioning from fiancés <laughs> to husband and wives, and uh, her husband and wife. And um, it's funny, I was talking about, we talked about this in therapy. I talked about it with my therapist, and he's like, that's one of those things where it's like, like, in a snap of a finger, like you are now a husband and you are now a wife. Mm-hmm. Um, other things like you transition like little by little into, and this is just one of those things that just, you know, changes. And I know for me, like life changes, life changes. I know for me, like, I'm just like, dang, like I look at things different. I do consider Anthony in a different way that I used to. I've always taken him into consideration, but now I have to, the way I'm considering him is like, as if he's me, you know, um, as your partner, you should treat each other as equals and treat each other like yourself. Like how good, how, if I want to, I'm going to treat him how I want him to treat me or better. Right. And so it's funny cause I just, I feel myself taking him, you know, into consideration in a way that I didn't before and just, 
I don't know. It's kind of cool to hear him call me his wife. I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, the next morning after our um, wedding, we stayed at the Mission Inn and I forgot <laughs> this like big old floral floor arrangement. And Anthony calls the hotel and he's like, my wife just left this floral arrangement. I'm like, oh my gosh, how cute. He called me his wife. It's just funny to hear that. That's funny. I'm, I'm a wife. Yeah, there's definitely a new sense of responsibility being a husband and wife. Um, but we do feel good about... You know, our decision of going into it during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. um, you know. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. And I'm sure people looked at us like we're crazy. Yeah. And I get it because I looked at other people like they were crazy. Yeah, but it was dope. Life today is great. Um, Just having this new chapter in our life going into a new year. um, It's just amazing. So, yeah. I'm just happy I don't have to plan a wedding. Yeah, I know. I'm so over it. Like, I did it. Honestly, everything came out perfectly. I learned a lot. Like, y'all need help, y'all need pointers, y'all need some people that you need, you need some recommendations, I got you, but, like, I'm so grateful I don't have to plan a wedding again, like, oh, so it sucks. Um, but, yeah, God is good, man. We're so blessed, um, you know. I know, like, I'm grateful for Zoe. We have our church community. Um, that Zoe is just, every Sunday, you know, we're excited to, to watch it and hear the message and feel encouraged, and even today, the me- message was so on point. Um, just not being a fool, man. Just not, mm-hmm. you know, it's so funny. Um, you should, you should listen to the message this week, but yeah, just like not making the same mistakes and not thinking that you're above everybody and you don't need advice. Like we all need advice. We all need to listen to each other. We all need to hear each other out and, um, you can't be better by yourself. So anyway, I'm not going to ramble about that, but you know, we just feel good about our decision. Um, God is good. Life is good. Um, and we're just grateful. We're just grateful for our, everything and our, of our friends, just everything coming out the way that it did. And just um, God had extra protection over us, I know, um, for our wedding and protecting everybody from COVID. And, you know, even some people that, you know, started to drink and they didn't really wear their masks as much as they should have, you know, like, <laughs> thank you, God, for protecting them because they were a little reckless and I was looking at them sideways. But you know what? They didn't get COVID. And that makes me happy. Um, you know, we're just we're just grateful. Um, but yeah, we're back to reality, back to work, um, back to everything, you know, um, that we got to do, um, looking forward to our honeymoon in the future and the next, um, you know, steps in our, in our relationship, in our lives and just wanting to be better, you know, for me, I know that I'm still applying for jobs and looking forward to something better, but obviously COVID is not going to make it that easy you know I've had a few interviews and it's been they've been awesome I I feel really confident but I trust God's uh, you know plan I know his timing is always on point it always has been it always is and I'm just grateful for the job that I have in the first place that I could work through COVID and get paid and just be good because I know a lot of people don't have that blessing so I know that I'm unblessed um but yeah uh weight has been lifted you know after this whole year something less I have to worry about and just kind of feeling um just working on being content and being happy in this moment you know I know that's something difficult for all of us to do but I just feel good right now I just feel happy I just feel content I look around like I say every day and I'm just like dang this is my life like this is awesome and all all the while still doing the work on myself I'm still doing therapy um still working out some issues and just you know working out issues from from childhood issues that I've had you know and issues that come up that from life from the wedding and from you know, just the new role and just everything. And, um, yeah, just moving forward and trying to improve and trying to be better. 
than I was yesterday. Yeah, back to reality for me is just um, going back to work, um, working on some new product for 314. I know I put a lot of that on the back burner Mm -hmm. um, due to just the wedding and just saving and everything. But now with that being said and done, um, getting some new uh, product made for 314 that I'm going to launch soon. Um, Just back to work, um, just trying to work on just more with me and my therapy as well. Mm -hmm. I've been continuing to go to therapy. It's been about a hit next month, a year. Yeah. Um, So I've been going every two weeks for almost a year. So I kind of continue to do that um, and just keep keep it going. Shout out to free therapy right now too because of COVID. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's, we just want to talk about um, some goals that we have um, really quickly before we jump into um, listener questions in the next segment. Um, For me, I mean, my goals is just deepening my relationship with God. I've really been um, working on that and I definitely feel like it's been helping me um, just navigate my, you know, life. It's hard. It's, you know, I don't think I could go through everything I've been through the last year, two years without God and just pray more, read my Bible more. I'm, I've been reading my Bible a lot more and just more curious about Jesus's life. You know, it's, it's encouraging and just, just wanting to share, um, that with other people that are um, interested or just like curious. And I like to, I like to share Zoe's messages sometimes. And I love when I get um, responses from friends that are just like, dang, I really needed this today. You know, it, it makes me happy. And another thing is just like working on being an, an amazing wife, you know, putting God at the center of our marriage and loving my partner and just always taking him into account. And when I don't understand him and we're just not connecting and, and just not getting it, just trying to understand him, seeking to understand him and so that we can get on the same page, you know. Another big goal for me is just being more present. Um, I'm currently on a social media break and I just want to be more present and just like not so caught up in like what's going on in society or who, who posted what. Like, you know, if I'll text my friends that I really love, that I really want to hear from. And it sucks not seeing what people are up to all the time. That sucks. But I don't miss like seeing craziness on the internet. Um, Just more journaling, more reading, more checking in on myself, connecting to nature, spending some more time outside, continuing to exercise. I love spending time outside too because I just feel like God is present when you're in nature. Like when we went to the Sequoias, I was like, dang, God is, God made this. That's tight. And then just really trying to express myself in a healthy and more healthy and creative ways, you know, obviously continuing therapy, but also growth nostalgia, man, just like being able to, um, to just have this outlet and express myself and, you know, connect with people and try to make a change, you know, um, that's, that's what's important to me. And then lastly, just be a light, you know, be a source for others, be encouraging, being loving to others and just helping people get through situations or just helping, you know, giving words of encouragement. What about you? What are your goals? I think my goals and intentions for 21 is just to be outside more. Mm. I think we could all um, agree with that. Just being at home, working from home. um, It's just been kind of hard not to get outside, but I am looking forward to just being out more. It's like, you know, just out skating, mm-hmm. going um, just to golf more, um, just being uh, outside, going to the park, hanging yeah. out with friends, just not being cooped up. Um, definitely um, want to write more in my journal. Um, mm. I just got a new book. 
Um, so I've been reading my book. I just want to read more. I love it. Um, and just continue to just also check in on myself, continue to go to therapy, continue to um, better myself and the people that are around me, my circle. Mm-hmm. I never thought I'd see the day that Anthony's sitting on the couch reading a book. It's so funny, but no, it's tight. No photos, no videos. That's just uh, that's something personal. <laughs> no, but it's so tight. I mean, I love that. Like Anthony's been so encouraged to to just be active and run, and I'm just like, if you would have told me eight years ago that he would be sitting reading a book and then he would be <laughs> like, I'm gonna do my two mile run, I'd be like, okay, yeah. But it's pretty tight. It makes me happy. I'm happy that you're happy. I'm happy that you're. You know, staying healthy, um, taking care of your body and your mind and your emotional state. Like, mm-hmm. it's more than I could even ask for. I'm just grateful. But I think a goal for us as a couple is something we always talk about is just be a light to other couples, to other friends, to other people, to family. Uh, just be a light, be love, be supportive, be inspirational, um, give encouragement. Um, just be good people. No, yeah, I agree. Woo! A lot, man, a lot. Let's go into the next segment. We'll just uh, jump into listener questions. Uh, what? All right, cool. We received a few uh, questions from our listeners slash our homies, and so we're going to talk about them today. Um, Marianne asked, um, or at Que Madre, asked, how has your quarantine been for both of you? Any changes, transitions, or realizations? Go. Everything we talked about. <laughs> I know, right? Um, while we're, we're husband and wife now, that's a big one. That's a big change and a transition. Moving. We moved. That's been a big transition. Um, I don't know. Realization that, um, space from each other is important. (laughs) Yeah. We have a room now, so I can just escape to the room and he can hang out in the living room. COVID is hard because like you're always together. And even though you have a good time together, you still need your alone time. Um, so that's been a realization. And I mean, I mean, something that I think we already knew, but yeah, we had to push more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, quarantine has been, we cannot complain. We have work. We haven't gotten sick. Our families are all, you know, doing great, doing well. Um, my brother recovered from COVID. I didn't t- say that earlier, but he was fine. He's just fine. He's good. Um, yeah. I mean, we're blessed, man. Things are good. You know, at the end of the day. I'm content. I can't complain. I'm worked. Life is good. Mm-hmm. Um, your cousin Andrea wrote in. She said, um, "What have these events and challenges helped you help to reveal about your you and your you and each other?" I don't know if it helped reveal it, but I know we're resilient and we're gonna always like figure it out and make it work. You know, I feel like definitely you've grown a lot the past few years because of the things you've been through, and I definitely feel like it's revealed to me like. You, you're you can always rise up to the occasion, and you're you're that man. You're the man that I've always wanted. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think the events that have happened and the challenges that we came across have revealed that anything is possible. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, with family, friends, and God, I think uh, just any challenge that you face in your life, or any hurdle, or yeah. any storm that you're going through um at that time just i think it just really um shows that anything is possible Mm -hmm. um to continue to always know that you know it's not going to be like this forever yeah (laughs) that's hard that's Mm -hmm. a good um something that i've came to a realization that it's not a forever thing don't get stuck in that yeah don't get stuck in it but yeah that's something we learned a lot 
Yeah. Another one is a really good question from Gus, our homie. Um, at Gusto Khalil, he said, at what point of, uh, at what point or moment in y'all's lives did y'all realize the power of faith individually and as a couple? So when did we realize the power of faith? I mean, I think for me, um, when I started to get, I think in my teen years, I felt like God, I felt God's presence and I felt faith, but I don't think I really realized how faithful I was until my mid twenties is when I like started to go through different things. And I realized like, like I would figure things out and I'd be like, dang, like there's something that's, um, I don't know. I just had faith. Like I like knew something was, was helping me. And I don't know if I, I didn't really call it God. I call it the, I called it the universe back then, but I knew that like, no matter what, I was always going to be good. And I, I just had faith that I was always going to be fine. And like something or someone was watching over me and, um, I just had, I just, I don't know how to describe it. I just knew. Um, and then obviously the past few years, just being part of the Zoe community has just been like, dang, like God is good. Um, and then once experiencing tragedy and hardship, then your faith is tested. And I just feel like, man, my faith has tested. My faith has been tested, but it's grown even more. It's grown even more through these experiences and God has always been preparing us for these moments and we're able to get through these moments because of that. We're able to now be there for other people in the ways that we couldn't be there for them because of that. And now, um, it's just a different, it's just another level. Um, so yeah, throughout my life, what about you? Yeah, I think faith for me as an individual just started at more like at a younger age, just like how you mentioned, like faith for me was like kind of like, just throwing that Hail Mary of like just dropping out of high school mm. and going into um, the world as a young adult, not knowing much, but having big dreams mm. and just having faith in God that he was going to guide me mm-hmm. um, and protect me through my journey, um, which led me um, not just to, to this only point, but um, continue to um, just guide me, you know, it's. Yeah. The, the the story doesn't end just here, just because I'm 30 and I'm married. Um, I know that I'm going to continue to have um, faith as an individual yeah. going into the rest of my life, but definitely started at a young age, like I mentioned, just to, um, getting thrown in the world and having faith that it was all going to work out yeah. and not um, letting that uh, a lack of faith um, take over my life. and allow me to um, be stagnant and not yeah. follow my dreams. Um, just faith in having big dreams and just going for it as a, as a, a young adult really helped me get to where I'm at today, obviously. And as a couple, um, the faith was tested um, when I lost my sister. Um, as a couple, us being together, um, just fresh off of just being engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, we were probably engaged for six months at that time. Um, the wedding was already in nine months, nine months. The wedding was already being planned. Um, a lot of things were, uh, just happening for us as a couple, just being, um, engaged. And I think that our faith was definitely tested when I lost, um, my sister. I know it was just a hard time. Um, for us, um, for me individually, for Yesenia individually, but us as a couple, Mm -hmm. um, going through something, that big of a storm um, together in the same boat um, and not in separate boats. Um, we were literally um, just together for the first yeah. time 
Um, I think it was you um, actually spending the night at my parents' house. Mm -hmm. Um, You would never spend the night at my parents' house because your parents, if you know Yesenia, live across the street from my parents' house. So it was definitely um, bunkering down with me um, in just going through um, this rough time. Like Mm -hmm. it was definitely each day um, for that first week leading up to the funeral for my sister, I think it felt like we were in a war zone. Yeah. Um, you were literally bunkered down and you were in the field and you were just going through a lot together. So that tested our faith um, mm-hmm. dramatically as a couple. The, I mean, and just not to cut you off, but like the power of faith in our in us as a couple, I think began in Zoe because I feel like we knew, like it's funny because I think it, it trips me out that me and Anthony started dating when we were younger and we never talked about God or our beliefs, but clearly we both had some type of um, faith and foundation and it's crazy how years later we started going to Zoe and we really both enjoyed it and we both started to explore our faith you know even further there and then I think as a couple we started to um, disconnect on that level too and to have discussions and and like be like dang that message was awesome and just build up faith through that so I think by the time that we had um, we're going through experiencing that tragedy um, we had the power of faith was tested, but we had enough from our own personal faith. And then on top of that, now as a couple faith that we were able to, um, get through it. And I think like God always provides the strength that you need, like just see your right amount of strength. I guess so crazy. It's like, I don't know how I got through that, but like he, he got you through it. You know, he's getting you through it. Like, you know, yeah. So. Shout out to Zoe. Shout out to Zoe and Pastor Chad, man. Good question, Gus. Uh, Nikki, uh, Baba Gucci Mama, <laughs> she asks, how is married life? It's good. <laughs> it's different than I feel if it wasn't quarantine. Mm-hmm. A married life would be different, um, obviously not in a pandemic, yeah. but we are making the best of it um, and just really just honing in and you know, spending time with each other during this time, but having fun at the same time and not letting trying it, have fun. not letting it, trying to have fun, but not letting it, um, get the best of us. Yeah. It's awesome. And it's just like, I feel like the last few years we've been tested obviously. And I just feel like I'm so grateful that you're my husband and that you have handled things the way that you have. And I know that even when things get thrown at you, like, you're able to to show up and even though sometimes it's hard and you might not show up right away or like in the best way right away, you know, you do show up and uh, we figured it out and I feel like we're a good team. So yeah, no, thank you. Married life is good. Mm-hmm. We're grateful. And then Erica asked, Erica, Erica Mo Vintage, how will you explain 2020 to your future t- children? <laughs> I won't explain anything. I'll just turn on the Netflix documentary about it. <laughs> like, yeah, everybody was wearing masks. Like, people were being weird. They're like, you know, buying a bunch of toilet paper, and there was no rice. We had to go to the Indian store. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of just figuring it. It was like a year of just figuring it out. Yeah. Um, if it was figuring out about yourself, it was figuring out how to navigate through COVID. Yeah. It was figuring out how to um, deal with loss if you lost someone. Mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant passing mm-hmm. away. Um, mm-hmm. He knew it was going to be a hard year. Yeah, that was crazy within the COVID and yeah. um, just 
a lot a lot happened in 2020 mm-hmm. um i'm probably pretty sure everyone's heard a good recap uh, all this month of people talking about 2020 and just us going through it everyone was talking about it mm-hmm. but yeah to explain it to your future children is just um a pivotal time and a hard a hard time that we had to but get a through. necessary time a necessary time with everything to learn all the good that happened um in yeah. 2020 it's not all bad and um, even in the midst of like the hard like so many hard things happened this year but dang so many good things happened to us too like and i'm sure for a lot of people like we still had our jobs you know our families are healthy we got into a new apartment we got married like we're closer and better than ever like so many good things you know and then a lot of bad stuff happened a lot of difficult things but i think like that's what we'll explain to our children and also make those points you know Mm -hmm. it was hard but in the midst of that, good stuff happens too, and you got to be grateful for the good, you know, and mm-hmm. deal with the hard and stuff, and be there for each other. So, I think that's how it works. But I'll just explain to them like it was a crazy time. <laughs> like people were just like, "I'm gonna be like, your grandma was buying toilet paper." No, I'm mm-hmm. just kidding. <laughs> Wallin. Um, but yeah, that's all we have for our questions. We're gonna jump into our final segment um, and talk about. We'll talk that talk. Hold on. Yo, talk that talk. All right, so during this segment, we're just talking about current events, and currently, we'll talk about football, because currently, um, it is we are recor- recording on a Sunday, and um, Tampa Bay just beat the, the Packers, and the Bills are up by three right now, so Tom Brady is going to the Super Bowl again. As a tam- Tampa Bay Buccaneer, he will be playing home. I am so over it. Like, I know it's tight. Like, if you just, like, take away the name and, like, what he's done. But I'm just like, dog, can you give somebody else a freaking try? Like, mm-hmm. I'm over him. Yeah, it's always the same. It's the same guy. He proves it, though, it, that he's good. It's, he could go on any team and take it them there. So, yeah, Super Bowl. Um, <sighs> hopefully today the Bills win so we could see the bills in the super bowl and mm-hmm. hopefully they beat tampa in tampa that's who we're going for um shout out to gus shout out to gus shout out to cheech shout out mm-hmm. to the eagles and the giants our teams for not being <laughs> <Trash>. good <laughs> um but yeah football has been we love um, football we're gonna miss it <laughs> definitely hits different during quarantine because it's like that's, that's all, all you, you can do, do. <laughs> you obviously can't go watch it in a yeah. um, public space but yeah. you already are at home throughout those other seven days during the week so sundays do hit a little different mm-hmm. um with uh football and it is sad that this is the last playoff game and yeah. like it would be over at the end of the month but um yeah that was dope it was fun the tiger woods documentary we just watched um Last weekend, I think it finished up last weekend. Part two? Part two-parter? Yeah, that was nuts. It was really good. I didn't really know any personal thing about Tiger Woods going into the documentary. So it was cool to um, just learn about him. And I didn't know he was like a golf protege at the age of two. So crazy. And he was like on Oprah or he was just like on the news as like a little kid. But um, he was just famous at the age of two for being He was hitting that golf ball like... (laughs) He was a pro when he was yeah. two. So it that was. Swing, it though. just showed though how gnarly um, his dad and his parents were. It was kind of like gave me vibes of like Michael Jackson, like how mm, his dad was him. really hard on him uh, and Almost just really much. strict. And I kind of felt that with Tiger Woods, um, just being young, because you could see how awkward he was as a person. He hated, like, having attention. Um, so just him being awkward, you kind of now know that, like, he obviously didn't have a normal childhood yeah. or a normal, a normal upbringing. Like, he probably didn't have a lot of friends. 
he just golfed the whole time and his dad was super strict on him. That's why I brought up Michael Jackson. But um, other than that, it was good. Um, It was just crazy. Like Mm -hmm. how many, I thought it was just one thing that happened and it was like (laughs) so much stuff. So much scandal. So many scandals with him, but it's like, yeah, he's gonna wild out. He was like, he probably he felt like a caged real, animal. Yeah, he didn't have any real childhood. He was able to do what he wanted. He, I mean, it just makes sense. His dad was psycho too. The the example that his dad was like, he was an awesome man because he believed in him. But at the same time, the example that he was to him is just messed him up too. Yeah, the he ended he up saw. being hit, being like his father um, yeah. with the infidelities and yep. everything, but. Um, it was great. I love a good comeback story. Mm. It was dope how he went through all those hard... Um, I didn't even know he got hurt like that. Yeah. That no, was wild. It, it was cool that how sucks. he came back. But yeah, it was just wild um, scandals. That mm-hmm. was obviously um, a big part of the doc. And that's why I'm not even sure like if the documentary even... He was even co-signed it, or like he. Yeah, even, like, I don't know. Wrote, I think like they just made it. Because um, because <laughs> when I was on on Twitter before, everybody after the first episode, all people were saying were like, "Dang, they're really trashing everybody on this. Like, mm-hmm. it's like such a bad look." Blah blah blah. But I'm like, trashing. I'm like, I feel like they're just being honest about what really went down. Like, you guys are mad that they're t- saying something that happened with his dad. Like, yeah, his dad was cheating on his mom and doing sus stuff mm-hmm. and yeah and at the same time he was like encouraging his son and in, in being the best coach to him too like those two things can exist like i don't know no yeah it was good definitely i don't think we sorry if we spoiled it but i don't think we did but yeah definitely go watch that and then also the night stalker on netflix damn was not so I we live in that area and family members and friends lived have lived in that area um Anthony's parents grew up in that this you know this vicinity this type of area so I mean it was kind of cool just to be like oh I know where that is oh like it's your city but it's it's just crazy how like evil and psycho this psycho this guy was and just like I'm I'm always just so fascinated with like what happened in someone's childhood that has led them to become such a monster and I mean we just wanted more after we just wanted to learn more about him yeah, I think the whole the whole thing overall of the documentary, if you want to call it a series or whatever that Netflix did with the Night Stalker, it was good because yeah. it was told by the people that were there from day yeah. one to the end of the last day. The detectives. The detectives. But they're, I wish I would have gotten that doc <laughs> that starts with his childhood before the crimes, the childhood. Um so I really missed out on that part. But yeah. then you could obviously do your own research. And then Netflix did drop another 12-minute video on their YouTube that was exactly what we said we missed. <laughs> was him being a kid and how he got to be again. the murderer. And it's just, it's not funny, but it just sounds crazy when I catch myself saying like, Dang, have you seen the Night Stalker? Like, it's so good. But it's, it's like depressing. he's just like killing people, and like, it's just really it's bad. Sad. Like, yeah. the things he did was horrible, but it's just like, oh, it's interesting. It was, it's just, but that's just how it is today. You like, know, yeah, you want to, you want to, like, just entertain and like watch something like that. But it's like, oh, it's so good. But no, nah, it was good. And it just um, obviously was different because it did hit home where my parents um, grew up in that area. Um, 
in this whole East LA area, um, friends and family. So mm-hmm. it was just like, man, this happened in the backyard. Obviously, I wasn't born yet, but it hit my parents' backyard. Um, I just remember growing up and just hearing about the stories of the Night Stalker. Yeah. Um, my parents telling me to try to like scare us when we were little kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then now being in 2020 and 2021 watching that docuseries, um, it was just like, wow, that's what those stories were. It was yeah. all just combined now for us to watch. Um, but yeah, it was it was really good. Yeah, I mean, it was good. It was just crazy. So if you're into that type of stuff, we are. And, uh, yeah, you should watch it. Um, We got a new president, and now there's a Bernie meme everywhere. I'm not even on social, but people have sent me personally this meme. It's just out of control. It's so Bernie in front of Cha-Cha. Bernie in front of (laughs) Cha-Cha was the the buzzer beater for that meme. (laughs) And then now it's just like anything is out of hand. Yeah, it's been like five, six days now, and I'm just tired of seeing it. But the first day, like, it, it went good. viral the moment it happened on the TV. So that was funny. The first day was funny. The second day was kind of funny. Yeah. Third, fourth, I, fifth, sixth day, not, not anymore. But that was, like, just one of those times where the internet always wins. <sighs> I just like the one they put, like a, like, a Mexican pancho on him. Yeah. I don't even know. People sent them to me. Eleanor made one of us at Cha Cha with Bernie in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny. But yeah, um, yeah, we have a new president. Um, Kamala, new vice president, female. That's awesome mm-hmm. for girls everywhere. Yeah. Um, we don't want to talk too much about that topic, but because, <clears throat> you know, people have a lot of thoughts about political leaders right now. But I don't know. I think one message we just want to like put out there is that no political leader should ever have that much influence over you. That, um, the political leaders are not your God, um, and so don't put them above God, please. And I think it like it's what we talked about earlier. It's about what you do behind closed doors, you know, how you treat others, how you are with other people, and are you what are you doing to make the world a better place? I feel like posting some craziness and just um, spilling out hate is not helpful or conducive to the world, and so. Um, part of the reason why I'm not on social media is because I don't want to see that mess in, anymore, you know? And, um, you know, if you're putting out negativity or hate, um, you're going to get it back and that sucks. So, uh, I just, you know, hope that we have an awesome next four years and, and I hope that, um, what you're doing behind closed doors and what you're doing with your friends and family are things that you would be proud of and you'll, you know, that in, in a few years or in the future, you say, you know, I'm glad that I was you know, moving the way that I was moving. That's that. Cool. Um, that's all. Oh, Drake. Drake postpones a certified lover boy. Sad day. Sad day. We did not need that news. <clears throat> yeah. Um, how do you feel about it? I know you've been what I mean, you're always waiting for new Drake music. No, nah, it's funny uh, that there was that leaked um, certified lover boy album that got leaked. But I think it's obviously a fake album. Um, it is Drake. I'm not saying it's fake because it's not Drake, mm-hmm. but it's just leaked songs that someone packaged in to be a really, uh, uh, a leak of that album, but mm-hmm. I know it's not, but it was cool hearing those songs. Um, excited to hear the new album. Obviously, I think we all are. Um, it was really, um, exciting to know that he was dropping it to start 2021, but that got pushed back. I just didn't see that hap- happening just because I'm just like, you can't even go on tour. I saw it happening. I don't know. I mean, I always want new Drake music because 
we love Drake, but I was just like, I'm, I can't even go to this concert. Yeah, but we're looking forward to it. Sucks, sad, but we'll live. Yeah, and um, I know I'm super late, but R.I.P. Pop Smoke because I really love his his music. Now, I just discovered him because you play him all the time, but yeah, that sucks, dude. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I remember sucks. when it happened. I was like, happened. I was like, dang, that's sad, but. It's just like like a young kid with so much potential. Yeah, rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Um, yeah, keep keep streaming his music, listening yeah. to it. You know, I think a lot of it is uh, just discovering artists um, that passed. If you if you know if you discover them because they passed away, yeah. you know, rest in peace, MF Doom. But continue oh, yeah. to stream. You know, um, their music, their family. Um, you know. They get a portion of it, I'm sure. So mm-hmm. just continue to just have their legacy keep going. Um, yep. Yeah, that was super sad. But yeah, Drake album this year, it's going to be good. Yeah. And I've been like on this weird sync trip. I don't know what's happening to me. I've been like, I think during the whole quarantine, I've been listening to NSYNC and Justin Timberlake nonstop. And I don't know what's happening. I don't know if it's because like I miss my child. I don't even know. I don't know what it is, but I'm just like, in a weird place right now in my life and um if you like backstreet boys please don't listen to this podcast no, i'm just kidding <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so that's it that's it for the segment um thank you for joining us today you know it's been a long time since we've dropped an episode this was like a mouthful so much to discuss um and we're just so grateful for everybody who tuned in we have at least four plan four episodes planned out already we actually have more than that planned out but hopefully we can get them all done um yeah um get get with it but yeah i you know i'm just i just wanted to say again like i'm really excited and motivated um for this year um for the podcast you know i really just want to like i said be a light and um inspire others and um you know just be tell stories man i know i get so inspired when i hear stories and hear about how people get through things and so you know you're going to hear about topics you know you're going to hear from um, old guests and hear updates from them and see where they are today you're going to hear from new people and discover new people's stories and hopefully feel encouraged and um yeah i just really hope that this season um you know we're able to reach more people and inspire more people and um just bring some good some good stuff to to your ear um and yeah we're we're excited we're so grateful so thank you so much for listening uh but before we go please follow uh apartment 314 anthony side project um mm-hmm. at apt.314 he'll be dropping some hats really really soon yes sir so look out for that we um we're so excited for that so um but yeah thanks again and for being here no, thanks for having me. I'm just going to go quarantine in my corner now. So it's been fun. Uh, no, thank you guys. Um, thank you, Yesenia. Thank you to my wife and all the listeners. <laughs> Growth Nostalgia, um, new season this year. Definitely excited for her and uh, to get some new people on the podcast, to get some old people, like yeah. she said, back on the podcast. Yep. Um, so a lot of good things to look forward to mm-hmm. um, while you're at home, chilling, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, stay safe, stay healthy. Yeah, thank you. And I just want to really quickly just give a shout out to Amph, to Erica, to the kid. People that inspired me and who who just caught up with me and said, yo, why aren't you doing growth nostalgia? Oh, Marianne too. Just like Mm -hmm. asking me like, hey, why aren't you doing growth nostalgia? Like what's going on? Like you need to do it again. And just encouraging me because I was really like, 
over it. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do it anymore. And all of you guys just really um, supporting me and telling me how you guys have like enjoy it and I should bring it back has really encouraged me to come back. And so I don't know. I'm just grateful. Life is good. God is good. Everything's good. I'm just grateful. So Thank you so much, Amph. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Um, Growth Massage is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Make sure that you subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Link to um, link can be found on Instagram for all of that. Um, please follow us on IG at Growth Period Nostalgia. That's G-R-O-W-T-H period N-O-S-T-A-L-G-I-A. Growth Nostalgia is recorded in Los Angeles. Um, Thank you guys so much. Hit me up on IG. Have a good one. Bye.